Jesus, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to read your word, the freedom to be able to open the word up, and to be able to get what you want from me out of it. And for those who listen and observe, read, see this message, Father, for them to understand what you want them to understand. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in your ways, in your words, through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for that comprehension. We thank you for that interpretation, Father. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for everything you do for us. We ask you to bless this word, bless this message, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a great, good, fantastic day in Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're catching you in the morning, when you're waking up, stretching out, having a cup of coffee, uh, just getting your day started full of errands activities or work just getting that motor going or we're catching halfway through your day when you are getting through stuff and you've seen blessings you've seen challenges but yet you're still getting through it and you're still winning battles for the ultimate victory in the end of the day it's going through that what they call midday madness or we're catching you at the end of your day when you're relaxing, chilling, taking it easy, having some dinner with your family, um, enjoying some TV, and you just want to hear a real good inspirational gym for the for the evening to end your evening off. However, we're catching you, whenever, however, wherever, you're now tuning into the Blue Book. Presented to you by C Rep Ministries, C Restoration in Progress. Hosted by your boy Blue, Pentecost, because he paid it. Guys, beloved, I'm dedicating this message to someone who passed away today. 
Um, I don't know all the details to it. I just know that irregardless of what happened, why it happened, or who was involved in what happened, life was lost. And that is all that matters, is that a life was lost. We don't know what people go through. We don't know their lives personally. They only know it. So this message is dedicated to Deborah. OGV original. Gata. May you rest in peace. May God have you keep you. I, we pray for your family. We pray for those close friends, for comfort, peace, and assurance that you and God had a conversation and you made peace before this portion of your life ended. And that peace should, would, will, and have encompassed everyone that was affected by your life. So, today's message is definitely something that we all need to know. Okay? Um, before we get into that, we always go into our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all those who believe. There's a very important thing that we must understand is that what you consider important in life. What do you consider important in life? What do you consider the most important things of your life? Is it your family? Is it your possessions? Is it your friends? Is it your work? Or is it just what you can gain in life? Big, pretty big question. Because materialism gets all in those treasures. What do you treasure? Peace or possession? The Lord or the land? What do you truly own? Do you truly own what you have? Is your net worth what you base your worth of life on? How do you do that? We all live different lives. How is net worth your worth in life? Your net worth is based upon possessions of gain. Got nothing to do with your faith in God. People look at your worth as your value in life. Your age, how old you are, how, how long you have in your life to pay a financial burden off. People measure your life that way. God doesn't. You have a purpose. You got a purpose in life. And when God feels that purpose is complete, that's a different ballgame.
There are people right now who claim to be all types of God-fearing. Are they? Or are they leading people to the slaughter? Leading them in the wilderness? Agendas, movements, principles, factions, madness. How do you consider what you have your treasure? Something you got to think about. Because a lot of people are stuck in designer stuff. Appearances. Opinions. They're not stuck on destination. Anointings. Blessings. These are the things that change people daily. Are you so wrapped up in your life and that you're working and taking care of things that you miss your blessings because you're blinded by the purpose and not the promise? Something you got to think about. If this pandemic this year has taught us anything, it's to slow down. Focus on the family. Take some time to yourself. Those who are geared in this relentless movement of purpose have a very hard time realizing that. Those of us that don't and take it easy, God will open doors for you to be able to make life more acceptable. Not only to you, but those around you. We don't know what goes on in people's lives. We don't understand it because we don't live it. What's the difference between fact and truth? Are fact and truth the same thing? No. Fact is what you see and can relay through visual or audio of what you actually see, that's a fact. If you see something happen, that's a fact. You can talk on facts as you were there, you know what happened. What is truth? Truth is regardless if you were there or not, or whether you're involved or not, you know and you can speak the truth on it. Because that's what it is. When you go to court, no one else was there but you. You swore to tell the truth. So you speak it. And it's up to the judge and the jury to believe or disbelieve your truth. Two sides of every story. Two different perceptions. So, what is your treasure? What is your truth? Okay. So today, we're going to be out of Luke. The New Testament of Luke. Chapter 12, verse 34. Or 33 and 34, actually. Okay, so if you have your word, whether it's the good book itself, or whether it's a technology piece, computer, laptop, desktop, Android, Apple, iPad, iPhone, Android phone, whatever it is, turn to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 34, or 33 and 34. I read out of the Amplified, 
that's my choice I like it it's more suitable for me whatever version of the Bible you're reading God bless you this helps you um, let's let's move forward so let's start with 32 okay do do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear little flock don't worry little group of people that follow me for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom those who follow me those who believe in me those who've accepted me as their savior you're going to get the kingdom of heaven pretty simple 33 so sell what you possess and give donations to the poor provide yourselves with purses and handbags that do not grow old and unfailing and inexhaustible treasure is in heaven in the heavens where no thief comes near and no moth destroys okay so this is the new testament so this is what god is jesus himself is saying what is he saying okay sell your possess don't put value in possession put it in the purpose okay promised purpose give donations to the poor well what does this mean that means that no matter what you possess which means you have in your hands what you have in a safe spot nothing you have is going to last don't put value in it and if someone is in need do it out of love and kindness of your heart Provide yourselves with purses and handbags that do not grow old. In other words, just because it says LV or GUCCI or whatever the case is, because it says those things doesn't mean it's going to last. Be wise about what you buy. Okay? Be smart in how you purchase stuff. That it lasts you. Don't just buy on impulse. Don't buy because it looks pretty. Buy because it's going to last you. It's going to take care of you. An unfailing and inexhaustible treasure is in heaven. Basically, something you're going to get you're going to get rewarded in heaven. That no one can take from you. Either a thief can't take from you, or it can't be damaged by anybody or anything. Don't put value in your possessions. Give out of the kindness of the heart to those who are in need. Be smart with your money. Don't buy because of flash. Buy because of 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 of, of perseverance and of strength. That's going to last you. All this leads to your your prize, your treasure in heaven, that no one can take from you, and nothing or nobody or nothing can destroy from you. They can't take it and they can't destroy it. Okay. For where your treasure is, is where your heart is. Do you see where it's going here? Okay. Let's break this down. Do not be alarmed, worried, concerned, or exasperated. Or struck with fear. False evidence that appears real. For it's in good pleasure... That your, your, your father 
has a place for you in the kingdom of heaven. So don't put your value in possessions. Give out of the love and the kindness of your heart because God himself wants you to do so. Do not buy for flash or popularity. Buy because of stability and strength. Be wise of your money. That you have a place in heaven that no one can take from you and nothing can destroy. For where your heart is, it's where your where your treasure is. Where your treasure is where your heart is. Isn't that just wonderful? Isn't that a wonderful way of putting it? See, a lot of people have a hard time with this scripture because people are brain trained to only care about what they can have in their hands, not what they can have in their heart. It's the reason why love is such a very difficult word. They throw the word love around like it's, like it's candy. Love, the way it's meant to be, is very hard to obtain because love takes victory inside for you to have. Love isn't an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Love is not temporary. Love is in, in the heart and it's a victory inside you. Okay? So when you go through your day and you're battling and battling and battling your flesh, your spirit, and you're, you know, you have, you know, God with you and you're you're praying and you're going about your day and you're having battles. At the end of your day, if you do not fall and do not let the devil or demons overtake you on decisions and make bad decisions and and so forth, and you just you 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 love without expectation, love back. You bring peace without when everyone else is is acting all kinds of foolish. You're still bringing peace. You're walking in peace and you're showing accountability. You have the victory, and that's why the victory is also the peace sign because you have the you have the peace. You have the victory. If you can claim victory at the end of your day, when you go to bed, thank you, Lord, for the great day. You do your prayers and say, thank you for the victory. That's because you won your battles and you got to the end of the day and you won your victory. You earned it. So where's your treasure at? You ask yourself, where is your treasure at? Is your treasure somewhere where it shouldn't be? Most are. Even big-time evangelists and those who believe in the Lord or say they believe in the Lord have their values and treasures in their possessions and not in their in their uh, heart. And that's the truth of the matter. When you put your trust in, in, in possessions in the Lord, the possessions become nothing but material. You'll not buy junk. You'll buy for perseverance. You know your kingdom, your, your place in the kingdom is there. No one can destroy it or take it from you because your treasures are in your heart. Because where your treasures is, where your heart is. Do you understand what that means? Very hard pill to swallow. Again, there was, in the last lesson we talked about in Romans, we talked about the Word of God and we talked about. It being hard to swallow some of this work because it brings conviction. When you're convicted of the word, that means you have something you're dealing with. 
and the Word of God and the Holy Spirit through the Word of Interpretation is convicting you. Not convicting you like painful, like body pain, but convicting your spirit where your soul hurts because you know that you did something you shouldn't have done and your conscience, the Holy Spirit or God talking to you, is hurt because they know you know you did wrong. Not everything in the Word of God is going to be sugar. But not everything is going to be bad either. Not everything is going to hurt you either. God's not in the hurting game. He's in the healing game. You understand? So if you think that reading the Word is going to hurt you more than heal you, yeah, that's, that sounds like a personal issue. Or someone who's trying to talk you out of it. Oh, the Bible's full of this, Bible's full of that. Well, yeah, the Bible's full of a lot of stuff. So you don't read it cover to cover. You read it plate by plate. Verse by verse. Luke 12, 32 to 34. Do not be seized with alarm and st struck in fear, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you possess. Don't put value in what you have. And give donations to the poor. Help those in need. Even if it costs you something, help those in need. Provide yourselves with purses and handbags that don't grow old. Buy of value. Not of flash, but of stability. And unfailing in, uh, inexhaustible treasure in the heavens where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. No one can take it from you, they can destroy it. For where your treasure is, is where your heart is. Make sense to you? You gotta really do, really do a spiritual evaluation on what you consider value and what you consider not valuable. I was always told if you talk to somebody, you can get something out of it. That's an ideal conversation. But what if it's flipped around? What if the conversation you're doing is actually you helping that person? Is that a bad conversation? Of course not. I do it all the time. I talk to people, and some people get more out of me than I get out of them. Just the way it works. Sometimes you're a blessing, sometimes you get blessed. Sometimes you get blessed and a blessing. You just don't know. You don't know what God does. You're just, you're just being that servant that you can be for God. You're being led by the Holy Spirit to do what you do. Simple as that. But where your treasure is, what you've considered valuable, is it godly? Are you concerned more about what you have and less about helping others? Do you concern more about how nice it looks rather than if it's going to be sustain you and be something of value for you that you can have for a long time? Something you got to think about. Is it godly? Is it, is it, is it a godly possession? Can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. Simple as that. So, what you need to understand is that when you are sitting there looking at everything you own, looking at your credit score, looking at your cars that you pay on, the home you live in, the closet full of clothes that you may have, 
um, all the nice jewelry or whatever it is that you possess that is so valuable to you, what happens if it goes away? What happens if a natural disaster happens like what's happening in the South and the Gulf of Mexico? How do you think those people feel? Are their value in their home or their value in their humanity? Do they care about their homes? Of course, they paid money for that. They worked hard for them. But everyone there will say, at least everyone's safe. My family's safe. I didn't lose a, a mom, a dad, a, a child, an uncle, an aunt. They may have lost some possessions. Their house might have been destroyed, but their family survives. It shouldn't be a natural disaster to get you to think that. That should be something you think about irregardless. You should have your value in life, value in, in what you do for others, value in how you conduct yourself in a godly manner. Now, no, no one's saying you're going to be perfect. No one's saying you're not going to use colorful language. No one's saying you're not going to make some bad decisions because you're a human being and those things will happen. What you're saying is your outlook must be on a godly level. Simple as that. If it isn't, you really need to take a valuation of your heart and your, and your treasures. Luke 12, 32-34 Don't be fear. Don't be in fear. For it is your God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Don't put value in your possessions. Help those who are in need. Buy with strength, stability, and value. Don't buy at a flash popularity and destruction. Be wise of your money. For your treasure is in heaven, and nobody can take it, and nothing can destroy it. For where your treasure is, is where your heart is. It's a very, very simple, simple ideal. Problem is, people just do not see it that way. They're more possessional than they are spiritual. So what does... The NIV say, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure is in heaven that will never fail. And there is no thief comes near nor moth destroys. ESV says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that will not grow old. With a treasure in heaven that does not fail. Where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Okay, so we're going to talk about money bags. So these are money bags. Money bags are those nice, big, thick cloths that they, they used to hold coins in. Those big money bags. They had to be really strong and sturdy because they held a lot of coins in back in the days. In the stagecoaches days, they had to hold those, those tied up on the top. And they had all kinds of coins and stuff in those bags. They had to be very, very sturdy. Very, very tough. Very, very durable. That was, but provide yourself with money bags that don't grow old. That's what that's referring to. It's, it's, a, it's a metaphor for a very durable possession that will help you. Okay. KJV says, Sell that ye have and give ems. Provide yourself bags which 
which wax not old. Basically, it's not slippery, doesn't doesn't mess up on you, but holds. A treasure in heaven that faileth not, where no thieveth approacheth and no moth corrupteth. NASB says, sell your possessions and give to the charity. Pretty much just give to the needy. Those who need, those who are hurting, those who those who are genuinely without. Okay. Make yourselves money belts which do not tear off or tear, wear out. Pretty much money bags or garments. Clothes that do not wear out, that stain durability. Same idea. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes nor no moth destroys. NLT sells your position and give to the needy, to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. Basically, grace. Okay? Grace. Operational faith. Okay? So, as you give, God will take care of you and your faith, your grace, your grace builds. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Basically, your heavenly value. Okay? The more you give for God, the more value you build up. It's an operational thing. It's, it's taking a worldly concept and putting it into a heavenly ideal. So you understand it. Grace. Doing things for God. Help the needy. The cheerful heart. Get the picture. Okay. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Pretty much if you're doing it in a godly way, buying it smartly, God will bless it. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal and no moth can destroy. CSB says sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An exhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes and no moth destroys. I like the way some of these are because it really gives a real good value description on what we're talking about. Buy for durability. That's, that's being smart with your money. Um, give to the needy. Without, don't give the need because you feel you have to. Give the need because you want to in your heart. And it's God, it's God in your heart. You're not expecting a return. You're not expecting any type of gratitude. You're just doing it because God loves you to do so. You have a cheerful heart. That's not taught. That's God. You can't teach cheerful heart giving. You can only suggest it. And you hope that whoever you are suggesting understands the operation of it because you can think you're giving a triple heart and not give a triple heart if you have any reservation on giving money you're not giving a triple heart you're doing it because you feel you thought you feel you're obligated to that's the problem with that obligation okay so your treasure your heart your treasure your heart do not be alarmed. Do not be fearful. Use your father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Don't put value in your possessions. Give to the needy with a cheerful heart. Buy for durability, sustainability, and reliability. Smart buying. There's a place for you in heaven that no one can take from you and no can destroy or nothing can destroy for where your heart is is where your treasure is and where your treasure is is where your heart is very good very good 
let's see if I can come up we can come up with anything else on this one because I like the way this is going. Oh goodness! I'm trying to see if we can find something that relates to it. It was more, uh, more stuff. I like to have a wide, wide range of ideals behind this. Let's see. Let's see if we can find something that works. Okay, so that same thing. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Bible in basic English says, Give what property you have in exchange for money, and give the money to the poor. Make yourselves money bags which will not get old, well stored up in heaven, which will be yours forever, where thieves will not come and worms put into no destruction. So basically, it's the same thing. Same ideal, different words. Do not put, your, do not put value in your property. If you have to sell something, you sell it. Simple as that. Don't be selfish. Okay? In those times, that was something that Jesus really wanted to see their faith in. You know, if God says sell everything you got, and you're being obedient, you're, you're being, you're loving God, and you're listening to what he's saying, why not? God, he's telling you to do it. Common English Bible says this, sell your positions and give to the need. Make, make for yourselves wallets that do not wear out. A treasure in heaven that never runs out, nor thief comes in there, and no moth destroys. The scripture also in many different translations talks about money bags, and it's because of the durability of a money bag. They want he wants to get the ideal to you that you have to buy for durability, sustainability, and reliability, and not just for looks and flash. Okay, good news translation says sell your sell all your belongings and give to the, the money to the poor. Provide yourselves purses that don't wear out and save your riches in heaven, where there will be never disease decrease because no thief can get it and no moth can destroy it. So really, it's not saying you're going to go out and sell everything and give it to the poor. That's 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 not that's not uh, a, a reasonable uh, ideal. <clears throat> he wants you to have that in your spirit that. Your value of possessions is not where your worth is. That that can be sold. You can't sell yourself because God has you. If you sell yourself, you might as well just give up to the, de to the devil. Okay? So you don't sell yourself. You sell what you have you need and you help. That's something God has to put in your heart. you got to have a cheerful heart. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um... God's words translation is to sell your material possessions and give the money to the poor. Make yourselves walls that do not wear out. Make, make a treasure for yourselves in heaven that never loses its value. In heaven, thieves and moths cannot get to enough to destroy your treasure. So, heaven is up here. Evil can't take, take what you have. Okay? Okay, the message of the Bible says, be gracious, be generous, give to the poor. Get yourselves a bank that do, that do, that do not go bankrupt. 
That'd be smart money. Be smart with your money. A bank in heaven, far from bank robbers, safe from be, um, uh, embezzlers. A bank you can bank on. So all of that is money concepted. Be generous. Give to the poor. Make sure what you have does not wear out. Don't bankruptcy. You got a bank in heaven because you got grace. Bank robbers can't take. It's safe from embezzlers and a bank you can bank on. All money, but really, yeah, that's what it means. Obviously, in these days that he, this is written, it was a little different ball game because he wanted a serious radical reaction from these guys of true faith and harmony. So these guys, the, the followers of Jesus at the time, knew that that was the case. These days with the Holy Spirit, it's discernment. You have to have discernment in what you read and what you're, what you're, what you're receiving. Like for instance, um, the, the World English Bible says, Sell that which you have and give gifts to the needy. Make yourselves purses which do not grow old. A treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. So obviously you're not going to go out and just all minutes sell everything you have and give it to the needy. I mean that's not a realistic situation, unless you've been told that by God and you feel strongly about it. But I mean realistically, most of us are not going to be just get doing that unless you're called by God to do it. You got to be a little smarter. I mean discernment in the Holy Spirit is very important. Okay, so most translations say the same thing. A couple differences in different scriptures, but most of it's the same thing. The main point of it is, is that you got to really understand where your treasure is, because that's where your heart is. And if you play games with it, and you think possessions and materialism is where your heart is, that's where you're going wrong already. Okay? Don't be worried. God has a place for you if you're in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, and there's time. He hasn't come back yet. You have time. Don't waste your opportunity, though. Okay. Don't put your worth in materialism. Give with a cheerful heart. Buy. Use your money to buy things that are going to last you. That are going to be reliable that are going to be acceptable be wise of your money build your grace there's a place for you in heaven for where your heart is is where your wealth is or your treasure and where your treasure is is where your heart is your heart your treasure your treasure your heart again rest in peace Deborah Gata May God have his peace on you. May his peace be upon your family, your close friends, those affected. I know I was. It hurts. She was a very, very good person. She did a lot for the city of Las Vegas. She's involved with a lot of different uh, events that help people. So, you know, it's a loss. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough loss. 
but we have to believe that she had a conversation with God. And, uh, you know, it got real. It got real, real quick. And only, only her and God knows what happens. So, anyway, much love to you guys. Uh, definitely, for any prayers, comments, questions, hit us up on an email, 8LU8OK at gmail.com. Um, you can go to the website, 8LU8OK.com, bluebook.com. Um, we're on several different platforms, social media, follow us. We post a lot uh, on different things related to the topics. And just know, God loves you. Jesus adores you. And the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of you. Okay? Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus. Strong. Burn it up.